welcome in. It is episode number one of the Thimbleberry U podcast. I am John Gay. I'm joined by Amy Walls from Thimbleberry Financial. Welcome, Amy. It's good to be here with you. It's good to be here with you, too. So I love that we're going to talk about this topic in our first episode because 2019 has just flown by. And before we know it, we're going to be at the end of 2019. And we're thinking about our taxes for 2019. So in episode number one, we're going to talk about tax diversification. So I'm going to start with a really broad question for you, which is, what is your approach to diversification? A lot of advisors talk about asset diversification, and that's very, very important. And that means just having a mix of different types of assets Mm -hmm. at the same time. You always want something going up and unfortunately something going down because ultimately that'll help level out the ride. Right. But tax diversification, if you will, is about how you're going to minimize taxes in the future and always have a smart place to get at money. Mm Mm-hmm. If you will, if you can picture a triangle with the horizontal line on the bottom, yep. think of that first corner, the corner on the lower right-hand side, and that's your pre-tax money. It's things like 401ks and 403bs, traditional IRAs. Mm-hmm. That money is all taxable as if you just earned it on a paycheck when you take the money out of the account. Right. Okay. I'm from Portland, Oregon, and it rains here. <laughs> uh, it's raining today, in fact. So if we think about these types of accounts, like an umbrella Mm -hmm. and the raindrops like taxes, the people underneath the umbrella are simply the investments. Got it. Okay. So as soon as that umbrella goes away, the investments are getting hit with taxes. The taxes are just literally raining down upon them. Absolutely. So in the lower left-hand corner of the triangle, imagine things like employer stock or any stock, investment, real estate, even cash reserves go down there. Yep. These dollars are partially taxable. Okay. Capital gains and dividend tax. Okay. Okay. And if we go back to our our analogy with the umbrella, unfortunately, it's a windy day and the umbrella got blown away. (laughs) There's no shop nearby to buy a new one. All right. And so those dollars as they grow are constantly being hit with taxes. And especially when you go to sell. Sure. Then the upper corner of the triangle, these are also after-tax dollars. When they pay out, when you take a distribution, the money comes out to you tax-free. Because you paid the taxes on the way in. You're sort of above those storm clouds at the top, right? Uh, It's a perfectly sunny environment where it never rains. So you've gone from Portland to, oh, I don't know, Los Angeles. Or just our imagination in Portland, especially in February. (laughs) So those are the three corners of the triangle. And again, they're all hit very differently. So that is an important uh, place to start. Where do we go from here? With that, you know, if you have all of your money in that first corner where the umbrella is that you're holding it, that's good because that money's growing efficiently, mm-hmm. right? While it's growing. But we often hear from folks or see situations where people have saved very effectively down there and then we look at what happens when, when they have required minimum distributions at 70 and a half. And all of a sudden, they get a bigger tax bill. Right. So if we can spread out where someone saves, we can often create a more efficient retirement income scenario for them. In other words, spread it into all three corners of the triangle so we're not hit too strong in one particular area. Or at least having money in a couple different areas. Mm-hmm. But the other thing about when you have money in different areas is you can actually diversify the assets better. You can say, you know, this account is my last bucket of money. I'm going to be more aggressive here. Okay. 
And you can choose how to spread those assets out where the right location for each kind of asset is. So diversification is so important. We've talked about, you know, diversifying your assets, which in turn makes it diverse for your taxes and making sure that your assets are located in each one of those corners of the triangle. And again, the same thing kind of goes for your taxes. What are some common things that you hear about taxes, Amy, that you want to explain or maybe dispel here? Yeah, one of the big ones that we will hear from clients is that their taxes are going to be lower in retirement. Mm-hmm. When people have done a good job saving mm-hmm. and they're looking at retirement, they may actually want to spend more than they do while they're working. I know there's the whole idea of take the mortgage off because the house is paid off. That may or may not be the case for somebody. Right. But we often talk about the years of retirement as being the go-go years and the slow-go years and the no-go years. That the three different phases, that's right. In the beginning, you are done working, you're jumping for joy, and you're still feeling pretty good, and you can do all those things that you couldn't do when you were sitting in front of that computer from 9 to 5, 40 hours a week. Absolutely. And then, you know, from there you go to the slow-go, and maybe you're slowing down a little bit. And then, of course, at the end, it's the no-go years where you're kind of you know, maybe your, your health isn't as good as it was. Maybe you're not as strong as it was. Maybe you're not going out and playing tennis every single morning, but you kind of slow things down a little bit and you tend to be maybe a little bit more sedentary, right? Absolutely. So with that said, especially in those go-go years, people's expenses might go up. And as a result, they're spending more money. Their tax bill may also be higher because of where the money has been saved. Okay, I see. And the tax ramifications of the distributions. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we will hear is that people think they're in too high of a tax bracket to take advantage of Roth IRAs or Roth 401ks or 403b options. That surprises me, Amy, that people think that, oh, I'm I'm making too much money to take advantage of these things. I'm surprised that some people would feel that way. Well, it goes back to that first idea that their taxes will be lower in retirement. Mm -hmm. So they say, you know, it's a couple and they're both earning. Mm -hmm. They have a good income and... They think, well, we're not going to have this kind of income in the future. So we should not use these Roth accounts today. We should put everything in pre-tax and then in the future we'll have the lower tax bracket. But the reality is, is that those Roth dollars can increase flexibility. Mm -hmm. And so you really need to evaluate it to say, does it make sense to use those Roths or does it make sense to convert some of those pre-tax dollars over into Roth and pay the taxes today? One of the things that can really play a role is what someone's time frame is to using those dollars. Mm-hmm. And if you have a long enough time frame, what I've found is that tax bracket can be pretty high today and still have it make sense to do a conversion, to get money into the Roths. And I think there are so many people who unfortunately don't speak to any kind of a financial advisor and they get an idea from their cousin or from Dr. Google or something like that, where it says, if I make X dollars, I shouldn't put it into a 401k or a Roth. And they take all these uh, things they find online or hear from advice or from, you know, my cousin who's a CPA or whatever it is. And they just assume that all these rules apply to everybody. And I think this is a really good point, Amy, because when someone comes to a financial person like yourself that understands all the different moving parts of which, like you said, there are so many, every individual situation is different. And there's no hard and fast rule for everybody in, when it comes to planning your future, planning your retirement. And again, in your retirement, you've worked hard for 40, 50 years. You want to be able to enjoy your retirement, whether that's traveling or reading a book or whatever that is. So you want to be able to plan very wisely for your retirement and maximize what you're able to do in retirement, minimize the tax burden you're going to have. And because 
nobody's situation is exactly like yours, you really need to come talk to somebody like Amy that can help you figure out the best moves in this, really in this chess game of planning your retirement. Yeah, it's really a lot like a machine. And if you move one lever, it's going to move some other lever. And you just don't know those consequences. Even after 16 years in this field, sometimes when I go to evaluate a client situation, I'm caught off guard by what the outcome is. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important because it's just different for everybody. So Amy, what are some of the pitfalls of trying to get money into those tax-free savings vehicles like Roth IRAs? Yeah, well, with Roth IRAs, one of the big issues is there are income limits. Okay. Okay, so... And it's a phase-out range, and it changes each year. So I'm not going to go into the details on that. Mm. But if your income's over a certain amount, you can't actually contribute. Okay. And right now, you can contribute $6,000 a year if you're under 50 and 7000 if you're over 50 mm-hmm. So one of the ways around that is something that is called a backdoor Roth. The idea here is you actually put after-tax dollars into a traditional IRA mm-hmm. and vert those dollars into a Roth. Okay. But because they were after-tax dollars going in, that conversion is actually a non-taxable event. Because you've already paid the taxes on it on the front end, you don't have to pay the taxes on it on the back end. Yes, but there are some catches with that. And one of those is if you have other IRAs out there, mm-hmm. because the way the the rules work is any IRA distribution is treated pro rata, whether it's pre-tax or after tax. Mm -hmm. So what I really mean by that, I know that's a lot of words, is that let's say you had $100,000 in IRAs and $25,000 of it was after tax or non-deductible and $75,000 is Mm pre-tax. If you convert $10,000 to a Roth IRA, 25% of that conversion will not be taxable and 75% will be taxable. Okay. Because originally that was your ratio in the $100,000. Got it. And I think this leads into another point, which is it's so important for your tax preparer to know each time you make any kind of a contribution or change anything, right? Absolutely. You absolutely have to let a tax preparer know that you've made non-deductible IRA contributions so that those can get coded correctly. You don't want to get taxed on something you don't have to get taxed on. Absolutely. What is the five-year holding rule? Can you explain that? Yes. When you do a conversion, you actually need to wait five years to access those dollars. So typically, if you can contribute directly to a Roth IRA the next day, you can get at your principal. Mm -hmm. With a conversion, you need to wait five years. That's an important differentiation to note. What can you tell me about 401ks and 403bs? So a few years ago, Roth provisions became available on 401ks and 403bs. Okay. But an employer actually has to choose to add them to a 401k or a 403b plan. So not everybody has them. If you choose to contribute after tax, meaning the Roth side of a 401k or a 403b, your tax bill is going to go up compared to if you contributed pre-tax. So you have to factor in how that contribution is going to change your cash flow on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. The other thing that's important to know about 401k and 403b accounts, whether they're Roth or what I'll kind of call traditional, meaning pre-tax, is that they all have required minimum distributions. Okay. That's important to know. That is very important because it is different than a Roth IRA. 
And so right now at 70 and a half, and with the SECURE Act, this might change, uh, you have to start taking distributions from those accounts. Something that I think you get asked a lot, I know I've talked, I feel I've heard a lot about this too, is, you know, there are so many different types of investments. Should everyone have every type of investment? That would be great if we all lived in a perfect world. (laughs) Where it never rained, right? Absolutely. Uh, The reality is it depends on someone's situation. Mm -hmm. Someone can absolutely have a successful retirement if they only have pre-tax accounts. It depends on the factors that play into their situation. But by diversifying the types of accounts you have in the corners of the triangles you've saved in, you may get more spending money in retirement. You may be able to pass more money on to heirs and you may just increase your flexibility. So we have clients who actually are retired and have a fair amount of money in both pre-tax and Roth IRA accounts, as well as money outside of that. Mm -hmm. Because of what the required minimum distributions look like, we are spending down on a monthly basis on their IRA accounts. Okay, so there's a tax bill there every month as they draw that income out. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe they want to buy a second home or buy a car. Maybe they want to have remodeling they want to do. And the last thing someone in retirement wants to do is take out a loan. Yeah, because then it's like, where's your income? Where's your income? Where's that money coming back from? And not only is it probably terrifying to do from the borrower's perspective, the bank's going to be like, uh, you're retired. What's going on here? Yep. And they also just don't want to increase that distribution if they can get the loan. Right. So sometimes looking at the other two quarters of the triangle, the, you know, either of the after tax areas, they can get the money for the goal that they have. And just to paint a picture of this, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're buying a $30,000 vehicle or a $50,000 vehicle, and here in Oregon, we have a 9% state tax on top of, you know, federal income tax, you're going to pay maybe 25 to 30% more Mm -hmm. for that car if you choose to pull that out of your IRA. Ah. But if you have money in your Roth IRA you might be able to take that distribution and now you truly just paid what that car cost. Got it. And I think what's so important about tax diversification as we start to wrap up here is there are so many different ways to protect yourself by investing in different corners of this triangle, putting your money there. But also it really pays to talk to a professional because if you take a guess on something or you think you might know without really doing your homework or talking to a professional, Uncle Sam can really, really, really do a number on you. So it's really important to know where your money is going in pre-tax, post-tax, and then also knowing how to minimize your tax liability and your tax burden, right? Yep. It'll definitely help you stretch your dollars further and keep you safer. And as we mentioned earlier, Amy, like every situation is different, right? It is. It is. I don't think I've ever seen, or I know I've never seen two clients with the same situation. Mm Mm-hmm. So it is really important. Every client has different goals at different times when they want to retire. They've saved in different ways. And so it's really a matter of piecing together those puzzle pieces Mm -hmm. in the right way so that the life that you want is what you get. Absolutely. Amy Walls, it is the Thimbleberry U podcast. How do people best get a hold of you at Thimbleberry Financial? They can check us out at thimbleberryfinancial.com or give us a call, 503-610-6510. And we'll include those links in our show notes as well. Amy, it's been a pleasure. Look forward to talking to you next time. Yes, I do too. Thanks a lot, Jay. 
Registered representative securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Thimbleberry Financial are not affiliated. Cambridge does not offer tax or legal advice. Thimbleberry Financial is located at 650 Northeast Holiday Street, Suite 1600, Portland, Oregon, 97232.